Hey everyone, welcome to the 7500 Holt Cast. I'm Jack Grimsey, and Robert's out of town again, so James Rushton quickly becoming a regular. <laughs> yeah, getting used to it now. Oh, it's no, uh, my feet, no water off my back, is it? Uh, stepping in for Robert when he's on his uh, holiday. So yeah, back again. Yeah, and I mean, obviously we'd all prefer to be playing golf in Hawaii, but can't, can't yeah, be like sure. Robert. <laughs> nah, you can't uh, have uh, some sl- days off uh, golfing in Hawaii, taking Snapchats of uh, paradise, where I'll be at uh, Villa Park, um, what will uh, yeah, probably be a rainy boxing day. It's the Premier League, there's no winter break, it's not like S- Spain or, or even Germany or France. Nah, but... It just carries on, um, in a way it's stupid, but in a way it's amazing, in the same way it's sense it's amazing. Like, there's just so much football, and it's just a real spam. Of matches going on yeah and what villa gonna have three matches in in just six days yeah and you know but i mean after six days maybe if they win them all it's a complete turnaround in such a short space of time you're like hang on season's back on it's going in it's kicking off yeah that's the thing if you get into a really good spot of form right now it's the perfect time to do it i mean you can maintain your great form and you only have to do it for a week and you could come away with nine points yeah and i mean uh Following the game against Newcastle, got a bit of a, you know, bit of a bright start. Um, I'm certainly, I'm certainly glad that we finished it with a bright spell rather than starting off well and ending badly because that brings us to our next match now. Yeah, it, it like you're saying, it could have been a lot worse. Start of the game, it was just the pitch was drenched. It was a swamp, yeah. and I don't know. If, I thought Villa made an okay start to the game. There were questions about the formation because it was just four central midfielders yeah trucked in there i mean it definitely worked um it hindered us later when we couldn't bring you know a dameron or Grealish on they didn't really have anywhere to put them um that would you know help us um we'd have to take off rudy or a or pretty much playing the socks off uh another in other words as well um when this game was announced to be the late game, you know, the prime time game where everyone can watch and it's the only one on, um, you know, everyone was going, why have they chosen Newcastle and Villa? And I think uh, everyone might leave a bit surprised uh, seeing the conditions. It was like, I hate the cliche, but it was like a proper football match. You know, tactics went out the window at a certain part and it was all about just the football on display. But yeah, uh, glad to see Villa change things and actually get something positive. Um, a, a loss would have been crushing to them. I don't, they wouldn't have recovered from it. Yeah, exactly. Like like you're saying, with getting getting a draw, getting a point, it keeps Villa still in the hunt, and mostly just because it doesn't kill the confidence of the team. You know, it's already very low. It could have been shattered if if you throw away a late goal, if you under hit a yeah. pass, and it just stops on because yeah, it exactly. happened on the pitch. Confidence is key. Uh, down the bottom and at the top of the table, you see teams like Manchester United that don't, that, you know, they line up pretty tactically sound. But it's all about confidence when you're on the pitch. Um, they tested uh, Leicester. No discredit to Leicester, but they tactically look pretty simple. It's fast and it's raw attacking. Um, but the confidence of the team, you know, boosts that. Right? It's like a multiplier, like a score multiplier in a video game. You know, Villa's uh, confidence is rock bottom. You, they can't. They know they can't rely on certain players. You know, they know they. If they go a goal, then they know the narrative. But yeah, to see them bounce back from, you know, terrible situation, down one in like Newcastle away in terrible conditions, to, you know, get something from the match and actually put that team on the back foot is pretty good. Yeah, and it was it was a demoralizing goal to give away too. It 
I mean, it yeah, was sloppy. more marking on the corner and then just barely squeezed by Guzan and just... Yeah, there's no way that goal... Him for that. Yeah, there's no way that goal should have went in. Um, it bounced off Guzan's hands before it rolled in. You know, he won't be marked in the first place, but there's a number of things that could have stopped it. Uh, marking's one of them. But after the marking, you've got to rely on the goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, I mean, I'd like to point fingers and go less Scotch to be marking a core should have been marking in. But at the end of the day, loads of things combined, it's going to happen. And you've just got to take it on your chin and bounce back, and that's what Villa did. Yeah, another blow was uh, when Papa Cisse went off because <laughs> yeah, he, he, he didn't look up for it at all. No. Um, funnily enough, we all, we do go to those cliches, you know, foreign players, that so they have the grit, you know, or the stomach for it. And that's one thing we were talking about, are you? And it's funny to see this complete juxtaposition of are you just really... But he scored this amazing goal, like probably our goal of the season. Just turns around, no celebrating, back to the middle. You know, his job's not done. Uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I actually said to Robert. I was like, did you see yeah. the IU goal? And he's like, no, was it good? I was like, yeah, it'll probably be your goal of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the guy just jogs to the middle and goes, yeah, game's not over. <laughs> no, he's like, Let me, I want to get another one. Come on. Yeah, fantastic from him. Um, he's quickly becoming my favourite pillar player. For the last few years, actually, no, no one comes close to him. Amazing. Yeah, it it, it sucks if we're going to go down that he's going to be a player that we'll lose for sure. I mean, at least maybe we'll get fifteen or twenty million for him if he keeps this form. Yeah, up. I mean, he's a luxury player at the end of the day, isn't he? Um, he's a fan, quite great technical ability. And he seems to be able to score a goal from anywhere. His positioning, sent God, you know, he always knows where the goal is. Um, it'll be a yeah, shame he always looks to take someone on. Yeah, exactly, and um. If we go down, it's a shame because he genuinely does not want that to happen. It's not like he's looking for a payday. I mean, it seemed that when he had the little spat with his old team before moving to Villa, um, that he may be worrying about it. But he just seems like, nah, this team aren't going down when I'm in it. That's all I could ask. And I hope that's that Mark Richards attitude we was talking about a few days ago, where, you know, the team's not going to go down on his watch. Now another player seems like that. And hopefully that attitude can spread a little bit. It's yeah, I think so. And that's it's like just with guard just saying we have to work harder, we have to do this. You know, I think that is they'll chase everything down because. Yeah, I mean, seeing it during the Newcastle match, you know, you saw a lot of, and as I said, I don't like, you know, just determining things by effort or you know, passion. <laughs> you know, we all go into better passion. You know, you can't measure a player's passion on their ability, but they did seem like. Something clicked mentally for for almost every single player, especially Ayu and Gitstead. You know, I wouldn't want to see them out of the team. Hopefully, now going forward, because no, they're I, well. Yeah, I think for sure you stick with you stick with two strikers going forward because Rudy just said he came on for thirty minutes and he was great. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate he didn't score a goal. Um, a lot of people point the finger at him, but he always went for it and got it on target. That's all I can ask. You know, if you get it on target, that's all you can ask. Yeah, his I, his header, I guess, that was, it was on target, it was saved. I mean, it was yeah. probably never going in, but he got into yeah. a really a really difficult position just to get to the ball and then putting it on frame to earn a corner, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. Showing, showing signs. And it's good because it's like we've become over-reliant on players like Scott Sinclair and, you know, people like Alan Hutton, where we've, we've let them, you know, pass on them and... um. With people like Rudy and even Veriton Sanchez, we always point fingers and go, hang on, these players aren't performing, they haven't got experience of the Premier League, you know. But 
when you take Scott Sinclair off and Rudy Gasset comes on, the whole game changes. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, is this a formula all along that we should have had? So, uh, I mean, he's Remy's definitely still finding his uh, best team. And uh, hopefully it'll click in the next few games and we can get something going because now more than ever we're going to need it. Yeah, and I guess getting back to the Justed substitution, only one substitute was used. I know yeah. that, was, that was a topic of complaint for a lot of people, but I've seen it said that it takes time to get used to the pitch, whatever. You don't want someone to come on and make a yeah, mistake. I mean, but Hindsight, as I say, hindsight's the best thing. Um, if a damn came on, got his soul stuck in the floor and twisted his ankle and he's out, <laughs> why would you want that? I mean, sod thought it's not going to happen. You know, he's going to come on. But, I mean, if something comes out and something drastic happens that really affects our season, you don't want to throw it in a way in a match where we can, we've got a point, you know, we're on the front foot. Um, I mean, that moment coming on would have changed the match offensively, but I'm not certain you'd want him because people would die and oh, he would change the game. But what happens if he loses the ball and they break? It happened yeah, he, he would have changed the game one way or another. We would have ended up with a win or a loss because yeah. who are you going to place? If you replace Ashley Westwood, who was really yeah. doing, doing a lot of work on the right, and they had just brought on Florian Tovin. So if, I don't know, you lose the ball, you get get tackled and give it away he was doing well on the left and you know maybe that that results in a goal for them yeah um i mean people use that to discredit remy um they say you know he's clearly you know not got it in him to make a substitution maybe he should have used one but i think it takes a lot more willpower to not tap into that emotional you know feeling of oh i'll bring him on and we'll take this match i think it takes something to step away from that and go hang on if we get some walk away here with something that's a big result Regardless, we should have lost this match. Yeah, and I mean, I was guess I guess I just brought up substitutions because over yeah. the next few games, it's you're going to have to use probably two yeah. at the hour mark. I mean, we know from writing stuff that we do for the site that we've only got a day between um, two matches, two critical matches. Yeah. So, of course, substitutions are going to have to be used, and maybe it was for the best that nothing happened in the Newcastle match. Why risk something? I mean... Especially if you've got these two, because Adama will definitely have to play a part in one of these matches. Yeah, Adama Grealish as well. Both of them haven't been back in the team, and even Carlos Hill. Yeah, um, we'll certainly have to see some things. We'll certainly see some kind of rotation. We can't rely on the same players in these two matches. Maybe strikers can stay the same. I even just said pretty much locks for them both. Um, but the midfield players will have to do most of the work. They're, gonna, they're not going to have the energy come uh, the 28th. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the dream situation would be being up two goals at about an hour so you could switch a striker off just to yeah. rest him for the next game. But, you know, you, it's not, that's not what it's going to be for Villa. No. And uh, there's a situation where players like, uh, you know, Jordan Lydon and Gary Gardner will prove their worth. People we can bring on to have a bit more of a uh, defensive impact because, you know, most of our substitutes are attack-minded players like Hill, uh, Grealish, uh, Adama, um, even Kozak. You know, if he comes on, he's not a defender. Yeah, he's a, he's a striker. Maybe we're going to end up seeing now a little more Crespo, a little more, mm. a little of Thiago Lori, and you know, I guess we we won't get Sissoko until January first, so we could be in for Sunderland. Yeah, I mean that's an instant upgrade, isn't it? You've got a defensive-minded left back, and that's exactly what we need. Uh, and that. At that point, too, it frees up Richardson as a substitute because 
a lot of different places. You know, it's just a useful guy to have on the bench. Even yeah, if Kieran Richardson. If you don't want starting. We've only seen Kieran Richardson in his weakest positions. We've never seen him as a central midfielder. Like he usually is uh, diving forward. You know, very rarely. He's mostly been a left back for Aston Villa, which you, you've got to think is an absolute disgrace for someone like that. You know, he's put in a position he rarely plays and he's expected to do uh, do the world for us. But yeah, uh, hopefully going forward, we'll be able to you know, best to utilise the players we've got. Because uh, I certainly think we've got a good bunch here and we did blame the transfers at the start of the season for a current position. But now I'm thinking they're getting it together. This, you know, you can't blame every single result on these guys. No, no, definitely not. But And really, some more transfer rumors today, I guess, just go over yeah. those briefly. I saw uh, Gokhan Inler from Leicester City. He's been he's been mentioned. He's just not getting into the team at Leicester. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, you want those mid- type of technical midfield players. Definitely. You want chances created because we've had to rely on our strikers to make their own chances. And... Um, I guess then, then to get into to Twitter questions because this ties into yeah. that. Um, from Adam at its adamantium, uh, Loic Remy, realistic, and I, that's a player I wanted us to bring in over the summer. Yeah, I mean, any players, you know, outside of these world class players, they are realistic, and you know, we've been linked with not just Loic Remy, but Stephen Steve Mandanda and Jeremy Tullalan, and you know, Mandanda and Tullalan. Uh, Five years ago, these were looking at well, you know, three or not even five, three or four years ago. These were like players you put in that world class bracket. You know, these players have been scared by Liverpool, Arsenal, and not teams better, bigger and better than them, Barcelona and Real Madrid. So, you feel like you can get those two as well as Lloyd Remy, you know, they're in for something there, surely. Yeah, exactly. And Mandanda still France is number two. Toulon is getting a bit old. He's, he's yeah. 32, but you know, it, who cares it, if. With one of Who cares? One he doesn't have to yeah. uh, break his legs every match. We just need someone to take care of the ball in Carlos Santos' position. Someone yeah. to look after it and get it away. No, he doesn't need to run at breakneck speed. But yeah, I mean, like Remy's realistic. Um, it's more realistic on certainly some of us we've been linked to. I mean, Charlie Austin doesn't seem like a realistic option anymore. No, um, I don't. I don't think so either. Because I guess he said I, I'd consider going to a top Premier League club. As yeah, I, and I mean, someone quote tweeted it. Well, that's that means not Villa, like. Yeah, and these uh, like, you gotta remember, Lloyd Remy played most of his football at QPR and Newcastle. And these are the bottom feeding clubs like Villa, so you know he's not not of our not of our grasp at all, especially on the loan deal. Yeah, exactly. I think I think a loan deal for a striker like Remy that really probably a perfect scenario, I guess, and maybe a loan to buy. Yeah, I mean. Um, as I said, there's not many transfers that Villa would aim for that would be out of their grasp anyway. Um, they've certainly got a bit more, bit of money to chuck around if they continue their clear out. Um, they're des- definitely in a desperate position where they need to uh, fire cash at some point to join. So yeah, um, they'll have a bit more stuff to chuck around in teams like maybe like Southampton and Swansea. So um, I think it may be a bit more of an attractive proposition because we can definitely offer the football they want to play. Yeah, certainly. Um, next one... Uh, from Good Opinion Man, Rock Strongo. With a congested fixture list, do you think guys like Kozak might finally find their way into the squad? And uh, it's still tough about Kozak, yeah. but you, it's now or never, you know, if you're if we're going to see him. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, like, I don't think he's playing. I think it's been agreed between him and the manager that he's going to get sold. 
Um, <laughs> there'd be no other reason not to play him. Um, they clearly want to recoup something, and he clearly doesn't fit into the picture. Uh, it is a shame, but you know, it happens to a lot of players. It might happen to Carlos Hill, uh, as rumours suggest. So I can't. I mean, if he does, that's a good sign. But I can't see him if he's not started that uh, before. Why are we going to chuck him in the squad at the deep end when we're in trouble? Yeah, um, and another one along the same lines from Clay Jackson at. AG Clay Jackson. We need more Adama, right? Dude is a freak and electric on the pitch. And nah, we do. Yeah, but pretty much settles <laughs> yeah, that. We, yeah, we, we both have the exact same opinion. We, Let's see. Put, we don't need Scott Sinclair's just not doing it for us. We, Gabby wasn't, so we put Scott Sinclair, and he's not doing it. So yeah, why not? We chuck Adama in, put him on left or right, we can make him do something. He can play uh, him up front and just try to play the ball over, and you know he. He could do what Gabby yeah. tries to do, but he's, no. he's I think he's faster than Gabby now. It is good. Um, definitely, there's definitely um, room for him to come on as a substitute or even start some of these matches. I mean, I do understand Remy doesn't want to start youngsters because you know chucking them, at, you know, into the deep end isn't doesn't always come up with the best the best results. Um, I mean, Adama certainly had a good run against Arsenal when he come. Uh, weave through the defence and almost scored, but if he just starts doing that every single time and doesn't pass the ball and doesn't look, keep his head up and look up for the people coming in, it's going to make a. Uh, it's not going to improve his uh, appearance in the eyes of the fans and the players. Yeah, so, yeah. If his teammates really. If he's being greedy all the time, then you know they're going to end up not passing the ball so much. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want any friction at all. Uh, so I understand uh, that what Remy's doing. It doesn't always seem like the best choice, but certainly he's got no more than us. And but certainly Adama's going to get some chances either way <laughs> yeah. in these next few games. Yeah, um, as we've Kozak, eleven are coming off. As with Kozak, it'll perfectly describe what his future will be at Villa. Uh, if he starts, he's definitely got you know, a place with us uh, going forward, and maybe even a starting role. But yeah, uh, I'd like to see a bit more from him um, in future. Hopefully, he's not just that one-trip pony where he just runs and runs and. So I hope something happens. Yeah, I mean, he he bundled in some sloppy goals always, but at least he was still getting the ball in the back of the net. I mean, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully. I'd like to see him start. I know if I was the manager, I'd start him. Uh, I'm not the manager, though, unfortunately. Uh, we've got a gentleman, Remy Guard, and uh, he knows best that if he's not starting, there's got to be a reason, and I'll stick with him on that. All right, and then from Will at WGB 1186, would you rather Villa be relegated by March or make a go and break our hearts at the end of May? And, you know, that's that's hard, and, I mean, it's it would be such a Villa thing to do to to play, like, a top-five side for the rest of, of the year yeah. and still end up going down. Yeah, I've had this, like, recurring, like, not nightmare, but daydream where, like, I'm thinking... Villa are seriously in a position where they could do well and be you know, 18th on equal points with the 17th place team going into the last day of the season. And you know it's going to be Newcastle or Bournemouth or someone we're playing in that final stretch. And it's always like going, getting sent down in one of those games. It'll be heartbreaking because we're so close. You know, if, uh, if we go down in March, I wouldn't want to say that, but at least you don't have that. You know, that horrible feeling. What if you think, oh God, you know, if a penalty decision or, you know, a missed, an offside goal is disallowed, you, you, you'll you be thinking about that for all the uh, summer. 
at least, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just I mean, such a like, small, small margin for error at this point. But that, that question, it doesn't sound like a hard one, but when you get into the meat of it, I mean, I've got to say, I'd rather it break our hearts because I'd like to see us get out of this situation. And I mean, that's the only way, isn't it? If we try. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I assume that we're down right now. I have for the last yeah. month, really, because it's been so dire. But you know, you gotta, you gotta hope Villa can can dig out of it and at least have some fun on the way. Yeah, you gotta just enjoy it. Um, there's no point following it if you don't enjoy it, either, really. And I mean. Regardless of what happens, I'm sure we'll find a way to enjoy it one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't enjoy going down, but along the way, <laughs> stuff's going to happen. We'll have goals like Ayu's goal and moments where we think, oh, wow, we'll never playing football. At least if we go down and we tried, we can say we tried, we didn't just sit at 20th and resign ourselves. Yeah, but exactly. Then, ag- then again, you don't want to go through all that stress. <laughs> yeah, just thinking the whole... The whole like final week. All right, we need to win by three goals, and Newcastle yeah. have to lose by twelve. <laughs> yeah, it would be horrible. Um, but Villa, I'm seven points right now. They've got three games coming up, and their fixtures through to March look like they can get. If they try, they can get a result out of them. And the hardest one we seem to have a Liverpool and Everton. You know, um, if we've gone for it, there's no reason why we can't get those ten wins that we're aiming for. Um, but you know, as I said, it's things are looking bleak, and we'll see after the Sunderland game. We'll certainly know where we are. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I mean that will be the decision day. Really, is yeah. If we can't, if we don't pick up another seven points out of these three matches, uh, we're looking pretty done. To be honest, exactly. Yeah. Then is it even worth it to buy in January? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're cooked. Yeah, uh, as I said, we've got to go for it. Um, I mean, even if we can scrape something, you know, it's still a base to go off. Wins are going to have to come from somewhere, even if they're against some teams that should beat us, like Man United and Arsenal. You know, if we lose against West Ham but win against Man United, I'll take that trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if you yeah swap in an expected win for an unexpected one, I guess. But yeah, that was that was Twitter questions. So thanks to everyone who sent those in. Always, always great to have that. <laughs> Pretty depressing, actually. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, so we got two matches that we'll have before our next episode. Yeah. Uh, West Ham, as well as Norwich. West Ham on Boxing Day. At home, Norwich will be away yeah. on the 28th. So let's start with West Ham. They're in eighth with 25 points and a solid plus-four goal difference. Yeah, um, the pressure's on West Ham. Uh, they need to keep up wins. Um, I see a lot of West Ham's fans saying their goal is to not just not get relegated before the stadium move. Um, but that's not going to be the goal of the managers or players. They want to compete for Europe. They want to aim a bit higher. So if they want to aim a bit higher, they're going to have to beat Villa at home. A Villa team that will be looking for a win. Uh, and a home crowd that will be looking to buoy them to that win. So the pressure's on West Ham, really. I can see Villa coming out with this one with a, a sneaky win, maybe a 2-1 win. Yeah, and West Ham, they, they made a really hot start to the year. They won six out of ten games just right yeah. right off the bat. Put them in, yeah. they're right in all the way right now, still in eighth. But yeah. they've drawn their five of their last six, and their last three matches have all been goalless draws. Yeah, as I said, um, Villa needs seven points out of these, hopefully nine. 
Uh, but seven still a good, good coming out of these matches with seven still be amazing for us. I put us on fourteen, and suddenly we're looking a bit more. There's a heartbeat there. Suddenly we're looking a lot more healthy. Um, so yeah, the draw against West Ham still puts us in line for that. So I don't see any reason why we'd be disappointed with a draw, especially if we're in a losing position. I yeah, especially especially if we play well in the draw, like you're saying. Like yeah, I mean, if we play well in the draw against West Ham, a team who we would expect to beat us. Uh, you know, based on just form alone, um, or and player player ability and the position in the table, and we can certainly go to Norwich and Sunderland. You know, on a high where we have come out of two games where we should have got battered and got something from them. So yeah, um, I think hopes are high for the West Ham game. Comes the day after Christmas, and uh, it'd be <laughs> I know it's a cliche again, but it'd be the perfect present, wouldn't it? Really, to come out of West Ham with a win. And somewhat hilariously, I guess. Uh... Do you have a sadistic point of view that Villa had was at Villa Park was against West Ham. That was in May. Oh, God. Uh, clever, cleverly oh. one goal for him did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, things like this repeat themselves. Um, I, can see, I can certainly see Villa getting a scrappy win. Like I said, 2-1, 1-0. Um, I can certainly see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I mean well... It'll be interesting to see the team just because of of the rotation that's going to have to occur over the next week. But um, like like we said earlier, I think you've got to go with Ayu and just dead up front. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Richards will be back, fingers crossed, because he has a lot more uh, bite to our defence. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll be playing with, up with the core unless he's moved to right back, but I don't think that happens. In all honesty, uh, Alan Hutton's not playing too badly, so I don't see why you just the uh, change the defence just just for that that small change. There's not much more Richards can offer at right back. No, know. especially especially not coming back off an injury. If he was at no, he's fully fit. Then yeah, use yeah. His energy. Even in the in this game where you want to come out with something, you don't want to experiment at the back. Uh, you want it to keep it strong. So Richards coming back will be a massive boost um, because the core is playing well. Um, Left back's a bit stronger than it was, um, and right back were pretty secure. Um, so keep it strong at uh, the middle. Um, I wouldn't want like I wouldn't know what to say. What we'd do on midfield, to be honest. I mean, yeah, because thought, if if you use all four of your central midfielders and then you have a game <coughs> two days later, I don't know what what you're gonna do. Yeah, um, maybe they'll go back to using the wingers, uh, Sinclair. Maybe hopefully Adama starting. Um, but then that, again, that leaves them a bit weak in the middle. Um, we had a very strong display before midfielders. Yeah, I mean, you could, because I guess that that formation was a little like a four-three-one-two with with Vera two behind the yeah two, and you could you could try to put Carlos Heel into that role maybe if you're, and you could say yeah. midfielder on the bench. But yeah, I don't see one. Um, you can't switch around uh, Ghana, Vera two, and Westwood in that like uh, either side. The midfield because uh, Carlos Sanchez, is, even though he's playing badly, he's pretty much got that holding midfield role locked down. Yeah, unless, unless you want to try Kieran Clark back there, which we haven't oh, seen in a couple of years. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, um, with the midfield, it'll be interchangeable, won't it? Um, we can't really guess because that change pretty much came out of nowhere. Um, we don't know if we'll revert back. Well, I'd like to say we'll go with the same setup, maybe if. Uh, uh, Westwood or Ghana switched with Vera two and uh, Hill up uh, up a bit higher supporting the attack. Yeah, hopefully yeah, uh, I guess they get to chance. save the legs. 
I think, you know, because it's going to it's going to yeah, be a lot of running over the next week. Because we were certainly playing the start of the Newcastle matchup, like we had Gisted up front, and we crossed to him. And if he was there, I'd like to say he would have done the end of some of those crosses and converted a chance. Um, but when he came on, you know, we actually played like we had someone in the middle. Um, hopefully, we can start off the match on the right foot this time. Yeah, and that would, that would be weird, but <laughs> it would be yeah. a nice change. <laughs> um, exactly. And yeah, like you were saying, it would be a perfect a perfect Christmas gift, really. But uh, still, still hoping. I guess Santa comes a day late, maybe. And yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, um, I, I had, before I had my season ticket, my mum had a tradition of going down to Villa Park on the Boxing Day match because you know come after Christmas. And you know, it's been terrible. Uh, we got beat by Wigan on the twenty eighth of December, then uh, Swansea the year after. Um, you know, I've never seen them win on Boxing Day, to be completely honest, but I've went down. So I'm kind of dreading it because, you know, <laughs> what I know is loss and draws. I've never, like, you know, honestly, Jack, if you go, and I went to, like, one Villa match a year and it's been a loss on Boxing Day, it's kind of what I've come to expect, uh, regardless if Villa were doing good or bad. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them win, definitely. I wouldn't be too upset with a draw, but as you said, uh, long Santa coming out and, on Boxing Day, certainly gives us much to smile about the Villa win. It was also something to smile about. Well, it's kind of been an opposite year, so hopefully... Fingers crossed in that respect. Yeah, so I guess let's go to let's go to Norwich. It'll just be two days later, Monday. Yeah, terrible. Monday, Monday afternoon. Uh, yeah, one day break. Yeah. Uh, seems to have the same conversation every year, like uh, the players will be too tired. It's, you know, we... we always got through it um we'll definitely see some changes and we'll definitely see two shattered teams two tired or uh maybe terrible teams it might it may be reflected in the Newcastle match in a lot of ways i've watched a lot of norwich this year and aside from the result the fantastic result they got against man united the other day yeah cameron uh, jerome scored against manchester united <laughs> yeah he's really been uh, trying to make a name for himself at norwich uh, but their football hasn't been good um Aston Villa, their position isn't reflected by the fact they've played good. They've played well enough to get by. Yeah, they've been but, plucky. They have 17 points yeah. in, in 16 games. They've they've picked their moments well, I guess. If yeah, definitely. Very um, limited supply of goals. Yeah, and they're true, it'll be a true test against Villa because this Villa team have got nothing to lose anymore. You know, if they lose against West Ham or draw, that's it. They're just going to play for football, natural football, uh, with no pressure. Um, and that's the way they kind of come out against Newcastle in the second half. And if they come out with that mindset, you know, this match doesn't matter. We can just, if we play our game, you know, we'll win. If we just act like this is just a one-off match, we'll win. If they can just take the game to Norwich away, it's certainly, uh, honestly, I really can't see us losing that match. Um, we've been terrible, but there's got to be a time when we just turn it around. And the, we always have the joke, you know, Norwich have been our, our team we always pick points up off, especially under Lambert. But, yeah, there's no reason we can't go there and take some points off them. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if there was one game that you want to have Lambert for, it's this one. But Yeah, bring him in. I just can't, you know, maybe it's just because we, we do always beat them, but I just can't see us losing to Norwich. Like, just, no. you know, we're, we're terrible, but they're yeah. still, in my mind, they're still worse. Yeah, I mean, the team... They've got good players, but they're not 
And it seems stupid saying we're the bottom team. We are the worst team in the Premier League. We'll reiterate that fact at 20th. We are the worst team in the Premier League. But I mean, you don't have the same quality of players as us. You know, if we lose to them, that's crushing. Um, and it will certainly that might be the match that puts us down. If uh, you know we can't pick up something against West Ham, we'll have to look up and go. Hey, we should have won against Norwich and would have been a better position. So yeah, um, I can't see us losing this one. I'm, I wouldn't want to go for something like a 3 0 win, but something like 2 1, 2 0. Definitely, you can pick up some points there. Yeah, obviously, it doesn't really matter what the scoreline ends up being if it's a win, but it, if you could get another one of those 4 0s like a couple of years ago, that would, I mean, yeah, that would be a huge boost to confidence. Um, Villa in this position. Well, we now, still haven't scored more than two in a game all year, have we? No. So no. it's got to come sometime, hasn't it? Um, there's got to be a time when we score some goals. As I'd say, um, but yeah, Norwich. As I said, I've, I've seen them a, a fair bit this year, and I've not been too impressed. It's not like Bournemouth, where they can scrap a result, and they'll be versing this Villa team, where you literally don't know what they can do. Um, we know that they're inconsistent, but having done a, a change against Newcastle, they, they could really pull something out of the bag on Norwich and catch them completely unawares. Yeah, that's that is a good point too. Is everyone Especially coming in? Yeah. Coming in, all the other teams are like, so. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe they just switch off a little bit. Especially coming in as a team higher than Villa, then they'd be like, "Yeah, we got this." You know, Villa. All they need to do is wake up one day and go, "Yeah, that's all." In all honesty, I think we're pretty tactically sound. We've been let down by individual errors. It does seem to be a massive confidence thing. It's like mental, almost, as I've said in previous uh, episodes of this podcast. But one day, hopefully, before Norwich, I'll just wake up and they might snap on and they go, hang on, where we, what, we, what have we been doing the last couple of months? We haven't been playing the same sport as these guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as naive as it sounds, that might just be it. You know, when you woke up and... You, do you know when you have those embarrassing moments and you're like, God... Why did I do that? Usually, when you're a kid, <laughs> hopefully that clicks in or something. Like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I, it's like I'm trying not to offend Norwich fans by going off on these tangents, but um, I can't. I can't. Honestly, I can't see a reason. No, and I guess no. No disrespect to Norwich at all. They've yeah. they've done well to get to the Premier League the first time, and now to get back. Which is yeah, impressive. But, but. Honest, they aren't Bournemouth, are they? They aren't this uh, plucky team that plays well as a, a unit. They're just they're in the same situation situation as us in Newcastle. And yeah, they just the, they just collected a few more points. Yeah, um, Premier League, the bottom half of the Premier League is still in dire straits, and if the, these teams are going to be deluding themselves, if Villa goes down, there's still two other teams that have got to go with them. And that could be Southampton and West Brom for a we know. Yeah, and Swansea not looking too hot mm. either at the moment. You know, I think exactly. they're level one points with Norwich. And so yeah, if Villa are, are destined to go down, the pressure's still on a hell of a lot of other teams that aren't safe. As high as you know, people are predicting pretty much Stoke if they don't, you know, kick on. Uh, they've been doing well, but people are saying, you know, this from tenth up downwards, you got to start looking at your points. Man. We need to pick up every single point we've got because it's congested down there. If you fall into that. You might not come out of it. Yeah, because just just look at the horrible run of form that Villa are on right now. One win in seventeen, and it was the first of those. But you know, oh. it, 
You could go two games winless. Look at the, the end of Newcastle's season last year. Manchester United has six games without a win. Form is, you know, they are saying his form is temporary, and of course it is. These teams in good form, memory table, will really want to kick it on. Because if Villarreal, as I said, if Villarreal are destined to go down, there's still two other teams out of these groups that will make up the three teams that go down. <laughs> that might not be Newcastle or Norwich. It could be Southampton and looking West Brom. And they, yeah, it's all the joke that Villarreal are 20th. But <laughs> they want to uh, keep their eyes on this pack and if Villarreal can uh, snap out this form, other teams might not and they might take their place. Yeah, the Canary's not really in a position to to be taunting Villa, like you're saying. Just got no. got to worry Newcastle. about yourself first. Yeah, even Newcastle, they aren't exactly uh, safe either. Yeah, I mean, it, we last week uh, at the bar we did get you're going down with the Villa to the Newcastle fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and one of them responded by saying, "You're going to a lower division," and we're like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> yeah that's like a really so. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you know, with us right. to the the lower division that's what we were just saying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um Lucas aren't exactly in a healthy position are they uh, yeah. um, this this premier league season is going to be weird and as a football as a football fan i'd love to see how it turns out i've got another premier league but as a villa fan i'm pretty nervous but we're in this position now where we can kind of accept that relegation is a high possibility and we can kind of have fun of this and you know we can you wear it as almost as a badge of pride like, yeah we're going down but who's going with us he wants it he wants it he wants to join us yeah that and that's what i'm saying by just condemning ourselves to relegation now it's oh anything we do is is a bonus from this point great yeah, like, uh, so going back to that question maybe you're going down now like as soon as i thought it was a good, not a good thing but you know anything is a bonus you might be able to not happy go lucky walk our way out of the relegation zone <laughs> yeah um, but after after the Norwich game, that is game 19 on the season, so that will be the halfway point. Yeah, uh, so on the 28th, we'll be officially at the halfway point. Halfway and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully we have got six more points, so we'll be, should be on around 13 if everyone goes well for the halfway point. And I can't see us, usually, usually you'd double your tally, wouldn't you? Kind of halfway point that and say you on 14, you'd expect to be on 28 by the end of the season. But I can't see this reform continuing for the second half. There's, there can't be, it can't be possible. We can't be that bad. Yeah, we thought we thought the goalless droughts of last year when the club had to cancel the goal of the month competition for September, we thought that was bad. <laughs> and was just, it's, this, yeah, we haven't had one at all. This, this has got to be the worst ever. And like yeah. you're saying, and yeah, we look at people at Fulham and we go, oh. Yeah, we didn't concede goal when we weren't scoring. At least people weren't scoring against us. We've uh, Lambert, yeah, pretty solid defensive, and we actually keep the ball. But yeah, um, hopefully it'd be fun going forward. Uh, certainly, people are going to be taking the Mickey out of the fans and having fun with the fact we're going down. But you know, it's not all uh, sunshine and uh, rainbows for every these other teams in the in the middle of the table. It's going to be dangerous. It's a slippy slope. Yeah. Um... I think that's all we got, but I just want to want to end it on a funny note. And there was a headline today that Alex McLeish saying Aston Villa should have replaced Benteke. Yeah, well, what did he really? buy Benteke? Well, if he, he also said he scouted him, and like if he scouted him, why didn't he buy him? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, who who are we going to replace him with? Like, spend spend forty million on <laughs> on someone? 
like, oh, even in a job. Like, Do you have a job right now that you should be doing? Working in Belgium, like, for not... Gang, it's a gang court. <laughs> he probably saw the tape that they had of Benteke when he was there, like, two years after he left, and he's like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, I can't even remember Alex McLeish joining. It was just a dark. I don't. I didn't watch Villa like the whole year, you know. <laughs> that was but, yeah. stupid. How did that even happen? But uh, yeah. Anyways, um, since this will be going up tomorrow, Christmas Eve, want to wish everyone Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yeah, enjoy it, and uh, make sure that you find other areas of enjoyment rather than Aston Villa FC, because you know they might not make you smile over this uh, festive period but yeah hopefully yeah try to try to enjoy your family I guess <laughs> yeah if you, if, if you can't enjoy your family just re- read a book or you know there's films on there's movies on so yeah enjoy that um and remember we'll have all the match match day coverage for you as always at 7500 to hold on, on twitter 7500hold.com and facebook.com slash 7500 to hold I guess that's yeah. probably what the link is uh, yeah I hope so <laughs> But, yeah, so we, we have all that for you. Remember, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, and Google Play on the Android Store. Sorry we, didn't, we don't have a video episode this week, but maybe we'll resume normal service soon once Google lets me log in after not thinking my phone number is from Afghanistan. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, thanks for listening to the Holtcast. For James Rushton, I'm Jack Grimsey, and... Hopefully we'll hear from you soon.